and he's actually in North Carolina, but the stories hollers. take place in the hollers. <laughs> Certain hollers in Kentucky. Oh, was, hollers. Did you ever watch the show The Heart She Hollers on Adult Swim? No. Patton Oswalt. It was like that kind of, mm-hmm. it was very stupid, but also pretty funny. Yeah, no, the story's it's, it's pretty fucking good, but it's, uh, yeah. Welcome to Ghost and Host. Hey! Oh. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> anyway, hello! Oh, Lord. Welcome to Ghost and Host, Ghost and Host. We usually have a cold open that's a little dirtier, funnier, yeah. more eccentric than that. But We were just talking about Southern accents mm-hmm. and... How Z fucking hates Sorry, them, apparently. my favorite, favoritest, favorite new podcast, Old Gods of Appalachia. See, I don't sound as cool as he does, but... <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. I I could listen to him say fucking anything, so. Mm -hmm. It's fucking fantastic. I love the Southern accent myself. I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm into most accents. It's kind of, it's uh, tinged with a bit of racism (laughs) most of the time. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Because I'm brown and it just pulls some kind of string deep in my somewhere it, it accompanies some <laughs> not great ideology no but also because my family lives in the south and i've just okay. heard heinous things and i'm just like oh, oh of course oh, i don't want it yeah. guys the brits are n- notorious for having slaves too so but we all have a british accent right oh absolutely <laughs> so just, i mean greats on my nerves is all it's hey fair to each his own man like i said that's the one i could never really understand when i worked in call centers like, was the what? southern one yeah See, when I, I get people calling in uh, to book travel, mm-hmm. and Southern people are usually the ones that not only, like, they mispronounce something, and then when you, I never correct them, I just say how it's supposed to be mm-hmm, pronounced right. back, and they just keep on going with <laughs> how they go, and I'm like, okay. it's not Italy, it's oh. Italy. It's not Italy? I want to go to Italy. Oh, there's an fair. A. There's an A there in is. that word. Just dropping that A. Or you know they'll call it Italia, but it's Italy in English, not it Italy. Is. No, it is not. Yeah, and for that, that one gets me. Like when they just <laughs> intentionally don't give a shit about what they're saying. Mm, that's it's like come on, guys. A lot of that's a lot of people, regardless days. of their yeah. accent. Yeah, yeah no, fair. I know, I know. But well, shit. Welcome to Ghosts and Hoes. Hey. Ghosts and Hoes Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about all things paranormal and dicks. And we're all sober today. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, got off work, and here I am. I got my green iced tea. I horked down a ham and Swiss from Starbucks, and now here I am. Your Nancy bot winning the fuck out of this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, bot went away. Yeah. Bot I didn't, went I away. Didn't sleep, so I'm drinking an energy drink. You didn't sleep. Well, I did a little bit, but not shed some light. Not enough. Oh, I have insomnia, and sometimes it just oh, likes to come just kick in. Yeah, it's like, hey, bitch, what's good? Does it like, does it happen specifically like this time of the year? No, more so. Just no. whenever the fuck it wants. Oh, okay. And so last night was one of those nights where I'm like, well, I'm gonna watch an entire season of this show. What'd you watch? Uh AJ and the Queen. It's RuPaul's new show. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. It's so cute. It's so very cute. And there's okay. lots of guest stars and all. Oops, I the whole thing. It. Yeah. It's really, really cute. The whole gamut. Yes. Okay. I liked it a lot. And there was lots of, obviously, music and dancing. Which big fan. So. Okay. I like Do to recommend. Dance. Do recommend. If you like RuPaul. 
I'm indifferent. And a heartwarming. I never figured you for like a rue girl. I'm not a I'm not a drag person yeah, myself. I, I got absolutely nothing against it. A lot of my yeah. friends are super into drag, oh, one yeah. specifically. Um, but it's just never been for me. Yeah, it's not a thing for me. Yeah, it was very cute. And the why do you keep looking up? Is the ceiling gonna fall? No, it's just. <laughs> I, I have a thing where I constantly look at like around the okay. It's in job interviews. It's probably the most hazardous time because I'm constantly looking around. If you ever pay attention to me in conversation, I'm looking every which way over people's shoulders, up at things like and things about directly to somebody's face. Right. Things about symmetry get me a lot. So the reason I kept looking up was because I had to make sure that where the lights are anchored to the ceiling is still where the lights are anchored to the ceiling and also to see how symmetrical it was to the rest of the room. That's what was running through my mind right now. Fair. And that happens a lot. I get it. Fair. I get it. I, I know some. There's at least five spiders up there. <laughs> uh, Don't know probably. where, but they're up there. But they're up under all that. So, I have seen them crawl so long across as they stay and around. Up and there, like, all right. and don't drop down on me. I don't care. So the first time when I first rearranged the studio, this was before because when you guys came here, it was this setup, yes. right? Yes. So the computer desk used to be over here, okay. and the closet used to have the doors on it. Okay. Right. So oh, I ripped I the doors that. off of it. Oh, I see. And okay. moved the desk over, gotcha. so I could have more studio Space. room. Yeah. Right. Because the sense. closet was being just storage, oh. and this was just taking. This was just space I couldn't touch because that's where the, yeah. the computer was. So I ripped off the doors, put that over there, and this was after I had already installed all of the stuff on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, shifting the desk and pulling the doors off. I had, for a week, two spiders run across my desk as I was working every day. No. Oh, God. Every day. Where do they keep coming from? Don't know. Go too away. many legs. Go they away. don't scare me. They just really gross me out. Like, yeah. I don't want them to touch me. Yeah. And I hate watching them move. Yeah, they're gross. Like, oh, why? You have too many legs. And, like, in the middle of recording What's More Metal, <laughs> yeah, I saw two, two or three mm-hmm. different occasions just walking across here nope. and going in and out the different folds in the flannel. Yeah. Can't do it. I can't handle that because they're like, well, it's gone and it's probably in my shoes now. So I don't know. (laughs) I actually rescued a spider today. Huh? I rescued a spider today. It was teeny little baby spiders. Those I I can handle. I put it on a piece of mail and took it out into the garage. Oh, sure. I'm like, here you go. The teeny tiny ones I'll usually just let live because they're insect, they're pest control. Oh, yeah. I have rules with the spiders near my house. Do they listen? Generally not. Right. Sometimes they do. Uh, it's like, okay, you can be in my house, but just be near somewhere where you can go back outside. Like the right. living room. That's fine. Kitchen, debatable, but I'd rather have you there. If you're in my bathroom or my bedroom, I, it is war and I will yeah. kill you. Or in the bathroom. Like th- if they're in the bathroom, they're dead. The bedroom, man, the bathroom, those are naked places. Yeah. And I, I need <laughs> you to not be anywhere near me. I was pooping one day and a Good. spider the size of a half dollar. No. Bigger than a silver dollar. Uh-uh, no. A spider no. the size of a half dollar Mm-mm. skittered across my floor. And I was like, Good thing you're already I'm moving out. Well, it's like good thing you're already taking a shit, I guess, because I would have shit. I myself. smashed it. I, I smashed the shit out of it. It Literally. was gone. Yeah. Um, another good spider killing tool, a swiffer. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have to get close to it. You can still squish it. I saw a thing that was ingenious. Uh, it was a random Facebook ad. And <laughs> it was this little arm with uh, hairs, rubber oh, like hairs the on the end of it. fiber optic dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that And in you Sky press Mall. the trigger and it spreads out uh-huh. and you put it over a spider and close it and it grabs the mm-hmm. spider so you can release it outside. It doesn't harm it at all. It oh, just nice. grabs it so it can't move and then you just pop it outside. Yeah. 
Not going to do it. No. No, they need to die. Mm. I, I heard a thing uh, from somebody else who claimed to read a study. Don't think it's true. But <laughs> if humans as a whole stopped killing spiders in five years, they would overtake the human race. That sounds a little sci-fi to me. It does. <laughs> but I like to live with that thought in my head yeah, every just time I kill case. You're like, Just in case. I heard one once, and I think it's just an old wives' tale, but if you kill a spider, you'll see another one or two. In oh, it's your a house Later that night, or like, it's a uh, uh, hydra. Hydra, thank yeah. you. I'm like, no, I hate it. Uh, but yeah, no, I have jumping spiders. No, at my house. Nope. No, I, no. They're cute in videos on the internet. Walk uh-huh. fine. Not in, we don't jump. Not jumping. In my that's house. fucked up. Don't nope. do that. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Um, that's but when too I lived, hard of a flex, there, spider. When I lived <laughs> in the house on Franklin, yeah, I also had jumping spiders. Mm, no, this, they're like the black, and they've got the white bands and the little like screaming demon face on its ass. Oh sure. No thanks. Yeah, I saw them outside. And I'm like, when the fuck did you get here, and why? And then two years in a row on the exact same day, because Facebook reminded me. <laughs> One jumped in my bed. Nope. Nuh-uh. Jumped no, hard pass. in my bed. Hard I pass. have never been able to do gymnastics, but boy, let me tell you, I did. <laughs> you parkoured that day. I fucking parkoured like <laughs> Peter parkour. <laughs> Fuck <Jesus>. you. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out. Spider-Man jokes. Last Cranival Studios produced episode of this show. Oh, uh, a dad joke. It was a dad joke. I Ooh. wish I were wearing my number one cool dad shirt for that I occasion. I love that shirt. Yuck. I love that I shirt. I could not buy it. I have a shirt, guys, that it's the most dad shirt in the entire world. It's got a cat on it. He's wearing sunglasses. And it says, number one cool dad. By the way, as I am one to do, yes. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, oh, is he okay down there? I got it. Somebody's coming to borrow a cable from me, so I'm just gonna uh, pop it downstairs okay. real oh, quick. Got yeah, it. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that mm, number one cool dad. I also have another shirt that says something about is your cat old enough to learn about Jesus? Stop <laughs> it. Where did you even find that? <laughs> the internet. I actually found it on I think eBay. Is your cat old enough mm-hmm. to learn or no? Which is it? Well, is I it? think learn. I can't remember. I thought I lost it. Cat. I haven't worn Doesn't it yet. Care. It was really funny though. I think it was from the Onion or something like that. That's funny though. It was really funny. I just like to find random shirts at the Goodwill and then into it. Yeah, especially dude shirts because they're big and then I can just cut them up. Fair. Into oh. it. Do we have any backhoes? Um, I don't know. Do we? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I see you're reaching for your phone. She's double checking. Just double checking. Double checking to make sure we don't have any backhoes. Just Shit, checking. I can't even remember what the hell I talked about. Yes, I do. The White Witch of Rose Hall. <laughs> yes. Um, I do remember now. I told you I'd be right back. You sure did. That was quick. That was a quick one. I just had to drop it downstairs, tell John what was going on. Nice. Literally, literally drop a cable downstairs. Hello. Here, Here you go. Thanks. Bye. Um, beep, boop, boop, boo, boo. Yeah. Okay. Um, so finally someone messaged us or commented on the gentleman Giada yeah, 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 yeah. Stephanie. Stephanie N. Thank you so much. You incredible, <laughs> beautiful, magnificent bitch. Oh Whoa. God! What did she do? That she She's made the one. that. Remember we we, <laughs> we couldn't figure out who did it. Yeah. She's like, oh wait, that was me. I She's did like, that. I nice. did it. And I'm like, like oh. yes, girl, yeah. So Stephanie, thank you. That was amazing. Clutch. 
Also, no, that was weird. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not. Wasn't that from Mean Girls? Clutch? That's no? fetch. 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 Got it. That's so fetch. You fetch it, batch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Um. Oh, okay. I have belated presents. Oh, for yeah. us? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, Grimace. But you have to close your eyes because I have to get them and you can't see them until it's the same time. Eyes are closed. Who has to close their eyes? I just want to. Oh, me? Wait, me too? You? Yes, you? both of you. Both of us. Oh, okay. okay. I just want to, while while my eyes are closed. We, well, I, yeah, we got to talk because nobody can see what the hell's happening. I gave gifts to you guys earlier. You did. And they I were amazing. Not, well, let's not be crazy. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> did you? Yes. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, cool. Wow. Well, I didn't make anybody close their oh, eyes. Keep them closed. Oh, God. Okay. okay. I'm putting it. Hold out your hands, though. Okay. Hold out hands. Okay. Oh. Don't oh. open it. Don't. Don't. I'm feeling don't it. Don't open your eyes yet. Okay. Oh, should oh. I turn it over? Because one side's. Wait, you have to turn them over at the same time. Can we oh, open our we eyes yet? To... Um, open your eyes and turn them around. Oh, that's. F- <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> This is wonderful. You're welcome. Is this what it looks like? Yeah, it is what it looks like. That's fantastic. Okay. Who drew this? Uh, So Gibby does art on the Instagram. She has done our... our main photo. Yeah, the she's okay. Yeah, Sorry. she did the art for that for us. Okay, and so I dude. <laughs> wow. So wow. For those of you, astounding. You're welcome. For those of you that are not sitting in this room right now, oh my, or are not God. myself or Gibby. Uh, I had the wonderful Gibby does art. Com- I commissioned a piece. Stop it! And that's actually the Cranmer house. Like that is not just a random house. That is it's Bob Cranmer's Bob house. Cranmer's house. I have Danielle and Randall, Dick in a box style, in front of Bob <laughs> Cranmer's house. Yes, you do. <laughs> this is fucking magical. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and so. That was my Christmas gift to both of you. That's lovely. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you honey. This, oh my God, you guys, look at us fucking Bob's house. We're yeah. getting ready. Yeah. We're getting We're ready outside to go in. getting ready. Yeah. It's your dick look in a at box. Us. You're going to fuck Bob Cranmer's house. I She sent it to me actually yesterday. She finished it and I laughed oh so God. hard to no one that <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I messaged her back. I was like, I can't. I'm so excited about this. Like my, <laughs> I'm crying and laughing at the same time. Like my eyes are watering and I can't stop it this from is happening. Lovely. Oh my god! Like this I, is fucking hilarious. I had the idea and she fucking nailed Killed it. Killed it. Absolutely she, knocked it out of the yeah, fucking park. So if you park. ever need a commission, you hit Gibby does art. up Gibby because she just fucking <sighs> look at us amazing. just getting ready to go ham getting on this. <laughs> oh my god! I have never go felt ham. more seen in my life. <laughs> If you look at the <laughs> if you look at the mailbox, it says Cranmer. Says Cranmer it sure yeah. shit does. <laughs> oh, oh God. I can't. And Bless she, it. I didn't even think about having the actual house. Right. But she messaged back. She's like, "Is the does the house look is it like any kind of special way?" I'm like, "Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it does. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's the photo." And she's here's like, his awesome. house. "Oh, yeah." So. You're welcome. Oh, my Thank God. you so much. That is so astounding. <laughs> oh. You guys, this is fucking amazing. I, this is incredible. Yeah. This is just me and Randall getting ready to just go ham on Bob's house. Yeah. Just, I just, damn it. It's 
it's it's well, it's, it's magical. It, it's Chef's fucking kiss. pure magic. Yeah, it really. I, oh, I, I'm not gonna hang it. It took everything I had not to show you both before. Oh my god! How long have you been working on this? Uh, since before Christmas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I sat on that one. You sneaky hoe. I know, but it's so it's so good, good you guys. Oh. oh, I can't wait yeah. for all of you to um, see this. Gibby is the one that also did the photo of um, our X Files. Yeah, photo. Yeah, you and Nick is Molly and Scalder, yeah. and me is the the lurking wine drinker in the back mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of the cigarette smoking man. She's a wine drinking lady on yeah. brand. Oh, except I'm not not really a lady, but. I mean, ho. It says ladies, but we're We're going going in anyway. (laughs) All right. Uh, Anywho. Well, well, shit. You go first. I do go first. Is it it a murder, most foul? What is it? It is a murder. A murder. It's a murder, most foul. And it is bonkers. I like bonkers. I'm a big fan of bonkers. Bonkers is good. Is it a company, a haunting, or are we just talking about some fucked up. Fucked up business going on. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. There's there's not a haunting, or is there? Or is there? All right. Okay. So, Clotilde Marchand. What? Or Marchand. Clotilde Marchand. Whoa. Yes. Uh, she was an artist and emigrated to the United States with her husband Henry in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Henry Marchand was a well-renowned sculptor. Okay. Who specialized in precision wax modeling and dioramas. Which is a thing, apparently. Sure. Somebody's got to make them. Right. And apparently he was real good at it. Mm -hmm. So not long after their move, he began working as a diorama artist for the New York Museum. Uh, His work on the museum's Iroquois diorama earned him great recognition in 1918. In 1925, the Marchand family moved to Buffalo, New York, where Henry, along with his sons Paul and George, not the Beatles. No. Uh, we're going to be building dioramas for the Society of Natural Sciences, later known as the Buffalo Museum of Science. Now, you may be wondering what in the actual fuck all of this boring information has to do with anything related to this show. Yes. Hold on to your butts, motherfuckers, because it's about to get weird. Yeah, I like weird. It's so fucking bananas. Yeah. <laughs> much excited. Much <laughs> so, on March 7th, 1930. That's my birthday. That's my sister's birthday. Hey. Birthday! Yeah. <laughs> Many years before you were born, but yes. Well, debatable. Birthday! <laughs> so this murder happened on your birthday yeah. in 1930. There's a few things that have happened on my birthday. I share a birthday with Andre the Giant, Malcolm X, and Albert Grace, Fish. Grace Jones. Oh, and Albert Fish. Uh, my birthday <laughs> falls on this date, yes. um, which is shared with when Germany invaded the Rhineland. Oh, uh, the demilitarized zone mm-hmm. just prior to World War Two. Okay, and then also I don't know how factual it is, but the day that Ray Charles uh, was allowed back into the South to play music. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right, I got to find out who I share a birthday with. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, sneeze. I was cleaning earlier, and now there's dust stuck in my sinuses, and it almost was a giant sneeze, but it. It's it just, might come back. It's biting okay. its time. Yeah. <laughs> it's biting its time. So, 1930, March 7th, Randall's birthday. Yes. Uh, Clotilde answered uh, knock at the door. Okay. Uh, when she opened it, she was confronted by an unfamiliar Native American woman who immediately began accusing her of witchcraft. Oh. Before she could shut the door, 
the woman began attacking her oh. with a hammer. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the violent attack moved into the house, and when the hammer didn't kill Clotilde, the woman stuffed a rag soaked with chloroform down her throat and left her to suffocate and bleed out. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking nanners right off the bat. Uh-huh. Wow. Straight up banoons, guys. That just... Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Clotilde's 12-year-old son, also called Henry, discovered his mother's body at the foot of the stairs when he got Aww. home from school and immediately ran to get his father from the nearby museum. Uh, when the police arrived, they initially believed that Clotilde had simply fallen down the stairs. However, the medical examiner was like, hold up, don't y'all smell chloroform? Right. And revealed that the poor woman had been the victim of a brutal attack. They're like, hey, um, stairs don't do suffocate these people with chloroform bloody gashes right. like right. oh i don't know say with a fucking hammer right. idiots so uh, neighbors told the officers that they'd seen a couple of native american women casing the home not long before the murder took place huh mm. the police then began questioning henry marchand thus proving that the husband is always the first suspect and it has been as such since the dawn of time. And it always will be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when asked if he knew any Native women that may want to harm his wife, he replied that he'd recently been working on the Cattaraugus Reservation uh, while creating his Iroquois dioramas for the State Museum in Albany. Okay. And that they may want to speak with one of his models, 36-year-old Lila Jimerson. Uh, the police caught up with and arrested Lila Jimerson later that same day. And while in custody, she revealed that her accomplice was a Seneca tribal healer in her 60s named Nancy Bowen. Okay. Yep. How and why did these women right. come up with That's a plot to murder like... Clotilde Marchand? Well, here's where it gets real weird. Oh, it wasn't before. Okay, nope. good. Gotcha. Even gotcha. weirder. Okay. So, in the fall of 1929... Lila Jimerson, a teacher on the reservation, and Nancy Bowen decided to conduct a seance by way of using a Ouija board in order to see who had been responsible for the recent murder of Bowen's husband, Seneca healer Charlie Sassafras Charlie Bowen. Okay. Okay. So the women didn't have to wait long as Sassafras Charlie seemed to come through with the response, they killed me. Okay. When asked for a name, the board spelled out Clotilde as well as the address, 576 Riley Street. No, horseshit. <laughs> Which happened to be the home of Henry and Clotilde Marchand. Following the seance, Nancy Bowen started to receive letters from a mysterious woman calling herself Mrs. Dooley. The letter stated that Clotilde was a witch that had placed a hex on Sassafras Charlie because she was jealous of his healing powers. One letter revealed that her witchcraft didn't work so good, so she decided to kill him and also indicated that Nancy may very well be Clotilde's next victim. What? <laughs> First of all... I told you it was bananas. So just straight up got Clotilde's name and an address. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with this news getting out, the media had a literal heyday. Uh, the murder and subsequent trials were considered to be quite the scandal for the time. Like, the 1930s yeah. really knew how to do a scandal. Yeah. Uh, both Jimerson and Bowen were viciously mocked in the papers. Uh, many articles reporting that they were, quote-unquote, untamed squaws. Rude. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that both women looked and acted like any other woman in Buffalo at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they called Bowen the hex woman and described her as sinister, stooped, and withered. Uh, which she was not. She was actually quite 
rotund. Oh. Mm. Uh, they described Jimerson. Was oh, she a big girl? She was a big girl. Gotcha. Yeah. They described Jimerson as sallow, flat-chested, scraggle-haired, and toothless. Oh. She was actually thin and quite pretty. Okay. Um, and they even ended up dubbing her Red Lila. Mm. Who racism. Mm. So while the women were demonized in the press, Marchand was painted to be the victim. Okay. Henry Marchand. Right. Uh, I'm going to just call it now. I think he was boning her. uh, And he just came up with this whole plot to get rid of his wife. Well, police didn't help matters as they informed the press that they believed Jimerson had orchestrated the whole crime due to her infatuation with Henry. Uh One paper reported that Marchand, and this is a direct quote, never was aware of the fierce aboriginal passions he had aroused. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, she. Thanks, 1930s. Yeah, she. Red Lila. Mm -hmm. She's a Jezebel. Well, guess what? That was not actually the case. During the first trial, there would be two by the end of the whole debacle, Marchand revealed that Lila Jimerson was one of his many lovers. There it is. Yep. In fact, he stated that he had too many lovers to count and that many of them were um, Native women claiming that it was a professional necessity to seduce and sleep with these women as it made them more likely to pose nude for his work. I see. Uh Uh-huh. He also insisted that Clotilde, the mother of his four children was not only aware of this, but was fine with it. Sure. Right? She's not there to say otherwise, so I guess why not? I Just mean, fucking go been. for it, you turd. Uh, I mean, maybe, but also, again, she's not there to be like, actually, you fucking turd. Like, you suck, as long as I don't have to fuck you. She's Get like, out of Ugh. here. <laughs> she's like, I, I gave you four children. Two of them are named after you, you bastard. Turd. Also, yes, you bastard. You turd. fucking turd bastard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Fucking turd burglar. Because she seemed like she would be that kind of lady. She was little, but she, yeah, full of sass, I feel. So Jimerson revealed that while she had traveled to Buffalo and back with Nancy Bowen, she had been in the car with Henry Marchand at the time of the murder. Instead of directly answering the question when pressed for more information about that little fact, Marchand stated that. And again, this is a direct quote. Indians love to go for automobile rides. <laughs> wow. What a fucking turd this man was. I can't say it enough. Wow. I can't wow. say it enough. He was a fucking turd. Oh, and I hate him. Yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. Right? He literally. Love to go for car rides. I'm you. Like a goddamn puppy. Right? What a piece of shit. Exactly. Uh, Marchand continued to insist that he was just an acquaintance acquaintance of Jimerson's, which contextually I think means a friend with benefit in 1930s slang. Mm. Uh, the prosecuting attorney was like, yeah, this all checks out. It's fine. Oh, sure. Yep. That up and up. Yes, ma'am, <laughs> sir. Uh, that was until. Daddy. <laughs> Daddy. Mm-hmm. That was until Lila Jimerson's family stepped in and presented a literal fuck ton of love letters that Marchand had written to Lila. Ayo. Beginning in 1922. Oh. And this was 1930. Right. Oopsies. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that man. He's a real piece of fucking shit, this guy. Fucking turd. 
So burglar turd Ferguson. <laughs> uh, while in jail, Jimerson confirmed to reporters, <laughs> "It's a hat. It's a big hat." I know. I was thinking exactly. <laughs> <laughs> turd Ferg. <laughs> it's funny because it's big, bigger than a normal hat. Where'd you find that? Hat. <laughs> Fucking Norm Macdonald. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm really glad that we both went Oh, there, yeah, though. I was right, right on it. Oh, I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking celebrity about, Celebrity Jeopardy. Okay. SNL Celebrity Jeopardy? Yeah, no. yeah. Have you never seen those? Oh. Holy shit, Z. Mm-hmm. Like, pop culture phenomenon, it those was... clips are. Will Ferrell as Alex Trebek it's... doing Celebrity Jeopardy with a bunch of people doing oh my God. characters. Daryl Hammond. I do, love, I do love Jeopardy Jeopardy. And yeah. Daryl Hammond, Hammond plays Sean Connery in every single one. Oh my God, who... he's, he's, the, he's the static character who... and he's constantly talking about fucking Alex Trebek's mom. Yeah. Oh God. It's... Uh, when... <laughs> What's the difference between a sick mallard and your mother? Well, one's an ill duck and I can't remember the rest, but your mother's a whore. Yeah. It's fucking Mish, great. I think pretty. one of my favorites was when Jimmy Fallon was French Stewart, though. Yes. That one's really... And when Jimmy Fallon was uh, Robin Williams. <laughs> oh, celebrity it's like my. It's you know how amazing. everybody has their golden age of SNL? Yes. That was, yeah, that yeah. was that was part of our golden yeah. age of SNL Got was, was that, those sketches. Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, all that yeah. good fucking... Yes. Anyhow... Back to Bananas Town, nineteen thirty. <laughs> Bananas Town, nineteen thirty. <laughs> Bananas Town, and the New big York. Big old racist shit stain. Yeah, seriously. Yep. So while in jail, Jimerson confirmed to reporters that their affair had indeed begun in nineteen twenty-two, following the first of many car rides that she took with Marchand. Um, when asked about this new development, Marchand simply stated that he, again, direct quote enjoyed playing a caveman lover to a primitive Indian girl. Jesus Christ! I, I hate him! Oh, oh, I hate him so much. Boy. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, can, uh, can you, wait, what? Could you please repeat that? Yeah, so media, right, yeah, hey, right, right. Hey, Henry, what the fuck is this new thing? Well, I just enjoyed playing a caveman lover to a primitive Indian girl. Wow! I hate him. I hate wow. him so much. As you should. Guys. He's wildly racist. It was 1930. It was. But still. Wow. I mean. He's like, I'm not going to treat you like a real human person. I just want to stick it to you and then sculpt you. Sweet, sweet aboriginal love to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sculpt a tiny naked version of you for this diorama that's going in a museum that you probably can't go to. Uh, wow. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him so much. So he's different. He's the worst. The first trial ended in a mistrial after Jimerson became ill. In addition to the fact that Henry now had motive to kill his wife. And they're like, well, what the fuck? We have to do this all over again. Right. So a second trial began the following year. Nancy Bowen claimed that she had initially attempted to use various hexes to kill Clotilde Marchand, but eventually decided to use a hammer and chloroform. So Craig. Uh, sure. Yeah. She pled guilty to manslaughter. And I mean, was, if the hexes ain't working. Right? Fuck. I mean, I, that escalated quickly. Right? Ma'am. Um, but she pled guilty to manslaughter and was released after receiving a sentence of time served. Uh, Marchand was not invited to testify during the second trial <laughs> due to his previous testimony. A.K.A. He was seen as a liability to himself and his case because he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> they were like... We don't, 
we don't need you here. It's fine. You, it, you, you can go. We got enough out of you. I, you're just going to make things worse somehow. Don't know how, but somehow you'll make it worse. Oh, my God. Um. So Lila Jimerson testified during the second round of court proceedings that she had been foolishly in love with Marchand, but that he had orchestrated his wife's murder after he had, quote, unquote, grown tired of her. Uh-huh. Uh, I called that one mm-hmm. shit. Jimerson admitted that she had been the one to convince Nancy Bowen that Clotilde had murdered Sassafras Charlie by moving the planchette during their seance and providing Clotilde's information. Damn. And writing the letters. Right, right, right. Um, she was acquitted and released. Uh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's uh, different. Yeah. Uh, Henry Marchand was never charged with anything in the murder of his wife. Ha! And at the time of the second trial, he had actually moved to Albany, where he married his new wife. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Clotilde Marchand's 18-year-old niece. No! <laughs> what? <laughs> and if you thought you couldn't hate him anymore, there it is. What a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Oh, I hate him. Wow. Is he dead now? Oh, yeah, oh, he good. died. He oh. died in 1951. Yeah, yeah if he I was guess. an adult in the 30s. Uh, yeah, that's right. Never mind. But I, I was just hoping Fucking that he was, he's dead now. He's very dead. Good. Uh, <laughs> Lila Jimerson got married to a local man and lived near her reservation in Perrysburg, New York, until her passing in 1972. Okay. Um, Henry and Clotilde's sons, Paul and George, became sculptors, um, nature sculptors like their father. And some of their work can still be seen in museums like the Buffalo Science Museum, the Smithsonian, and the State Museum. Hmm. Unfortunately, Clotilde's paintings were only exhibited one time um, as a memorial in 1930. Her daughter, Henriette, uh-huh. said of her mother, she was a true artist who never had a chance. Uh, Clotilde Marchand was buried in Section 40 in the Forest Lawn Cemetery in an unmarked grave. Damn. And that is the bananas murder of Clotilde Marchand. I take it they were from France? I'm going to guess, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they were. He sounds like one of those French dicks. (laughs) (sighs) 1930s French bastard. Right? Turd. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, nothing ever, like nobody was ever held accountable for her death. Wow. Even though the one woman straight up was like, yeah, I definitely beat her to death with a hammer and I also choked her out, did suffocated that. her with a rag. So nobody, and nobody got in trouble for it? Uh, no. So Lila Jimerson wow. and Nancy Bowen were both in jail for a while, but that- And homeboy just got off scot-free. Scot-free. And then the two women were both released. Wow. Yep. Um, and acquitted. That's different. I don't know how or why, but that is different. That is what happened. Different as fuck. Different as fuck. Uh, Yeah. So my sources, Wikipedia, as always, Uh, Mm -hmm. forestlawn.com. Yeah, because the cemetery apparently has a website with lots of stories on it. That's interesting. Yeah. I was like, huh. Okay. A lot of it came from forestlawn.com, which is really fucking cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, New York Daily News, uh, David J. Krychik. Sure. And then, oh boy, uh, if you ever listen to this, whoever you are, this next one, I'm sorry. Uh, Takeabreak.co, Bharati uh, Priyadarshini. Yes. Yep. That's as close as I'm going to get. And then Ranker <laughs> Harrison Tenpas, because well, you know right. how I love Ranker. Wow. Yeah. I... 
I came across that again in one of my listicles mm-hmm. a long time ago. Actually, like months and months ago. So I've been sitting on this one for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when I first did it, I literally had like maybe a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and did more research and I was like, holy shit, it's even worse than I thought. Wow. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Story. Right? Yeah. I just, She's so horrible. Like this poor woman just harassed. She gave up her God art to be a mom, take care of four children. For that shit, Dad. For that fucking turd. Wow. Who's just like, yeah, so I'm really good at making teeny tiny little dioramas and like stuff. So I'm just going to go bone all these strangers to get them even more naked for an even more prolonged period of time because art. I somehow that, you know, maybe <laughs> in 1930 that sounded real. Right. Uh, believable, fine. Yeah. Or like I feel plausible. Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, no, whatever. I yeah, I feel like probably, probably you no. Know, you don't just, yeah, no, you don't need to go to jail for that. No. Come on. I feel like Clotilde Marchand is probably just like, I'm taking care of four children. I don't care what you do. Just don't ever touch me again. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I think. She's <laughs> like, as long as y'all don't have to fuck you, get I out of here. I don't give a shit. Just, yeah. I am, I am tired. Right? <laughs> I just, I just want to paint. Guys, I'm so tired. I just want to sit down. For a minute, and, and literally, not fuck you. Um, that's what I want to do. One I, I just minute, not fuck you. I don't want to. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to think about you. I just want to sit here, maybe enjoy some coffee, right? Because I'm tired. And that was some fucking straight 1930s justice. Yeah, she. 1930s justice. Yeah, she. We're just gonna let him go. She. Yeah. 1930s justice. In that, nothing happened. Yeah. So she, it's, it's not his fault. <laughs> He's like, ah. You're getting like. Halfway into something complete. Yeah, she, it's not his fault. He's going into <laughs> Sean Connery. Like you're starting with like a, like a transatlantic kind of thing. Yeah, I'm on. Into, now we're introducing Jamaican. Oh, boy. Which for a white person to do is mm. great. Uh, my friend is like, she can't understand any accent at all. And it's my favorite thing in the entire world because we've traveled out of the country together uh-huh. a couple times now. And when she tries to like emulate somebody's accent, it always comes out Jamaican no matter where they're from. I'm like, wait, where are they from? She's like, they're from England. I'm like, nope, that is definitely like, Jamaican. Uh, Paul, Rudd's, Paul Rudd's character in... Um, oh, fuck, it's not I love you, man. Brother. I love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Slap of the bass. Slap of the bass. Slap of the bass. Yeah. Anyway. So, but yeah, that was that story. What you got? I have mm. an what, interesting story. What kind? Uh, it is a strange disappearance Ooh. slash cult. Oh. Yes. Uh, this is uh, the disappearance of Charles Southern. Ooh. So the story of Charles Southern was first aired on Unsolved Mysteries in November of 1995. And is nothing short of fucking bizarre. Charles was the assistant chairman of the English department at a junior college in Chicago, and he vanished in December of 1987. Mm. Right. So Charles, like lots of people, was out there looking from for some sort of religious enlightenment. And Charles, like some people, looking for such things, ended up in a cult. Sure. As you do. I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. The group was called 
Conscious Development of Body, Mind, and Soul. Yeah, it's too it's many. A stupid name. That's too many it has words. Way too many words. I kind of feel like also if you're somebody who's looking for spiritual or conscious development, mm-hmm. and you're already aware that there are religions out there, yeah. cult is the only way you're gonna go. Yeah. Well, and and this one sounds. I mean, conscious development of body, mind, and soul. It doesn't sound super culty. It sounds like a community college class, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sound like That's a, precisely what it sounds. Yeah. Like. It's like <laughs> that one hundred and one. You're like, mm, I've got some electives to kill. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird. And uh, it was led by a woman named Terry Hoffman. Be right back. <gasps> oh so, wait, no, that's Sherry. Terry. Oh, there's a whole lot of a la Sherry Shriner up in this bitch, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, Terry was born March 21st, 1938 in Fort Stockton, Texas. Okay. She was born into poverty and sent to a Lutheran orphanage at the age of nine. Okay. She was adopted two years later and renamed Terry Lee Benson. She married truck driver John Wilder in 1953 and had their daughter Kathy in 1954 their son Kenneth in 1958, and another daughter Virginia in 1963. So her and John, her truck driver husband, split up. She was committed to the Parkland Hospital. Hospital. The Parkland (laughs) Hospital for Psychiatric Evaluation during their divorce proceedings in 1971. She wasn't doing too good with it. Hospital. Yes. But she somehow got custody of the oldest child, Kathy. Just the one. Just the one. That's odd. Uh Uh-huh. Back in the 50s, Terry had become interested in meditation, metaphysics, hypnotism. Okay. A thing called Silva Mind Control, which it was more in the 60s, but still, it was kind of a fucking cult. And the writings of Edgar Case who was a self-proclaimed clairvoyant and started his own group slash cult in the 1920s. Oh, So she was like really kind of into like cults, basically. So in the late 60s, she started preaching her own culty shit. Oh, this is my favorite when they do that. Yeah, and she started to amass quite a bit of followers. So in 1974, she started her own group slash cult. I love it when people who are in various cults are like, just on the fringe of a lot of different cults are like, I'm going to take the most ridiculously insane things from each one and make my own. Right. Yes, please. So 74 starts her own cult, the conscious development of body, mind and soul. Terry. Yep. Based out of Dallas, Texas. She started selling lessons. Okay. And selling, mind you, people have to pay for this shit. Oh, yeah. And private consultations. And now this part might sound a little familiar. She had a jewelry business <gasps> that went with her cult, <laughs> making powerful protective jewelry that all her followers were instructed to purchase. I'll bet they were. A la Sherry Shriner. Hells, yeah, it was. Right. I mean, we've got some jewelry that we recommend you buy from us Absolutely. for protection. Just kidding. It's just because it's beautiful yes. and you should have it. So by the mid seventies, now you know she had she started in seventy four. We're in, getting to like you know seventy five, seventy six. Mm-hmm. She had over one hundred people oh. attending her weekly bullshit lectures in oh, Dallas, boy. and even more people took her printed lessons via mail. Oh, this is wow. you know, pre internet. True. She that, claimed herself. That's impressive. Yeah. Do you imagine like having hundreds of people that you send mailers to? Yeah. 
Like, you're like, here's your homework. Right. Where do you do that? Was it like, go to the library and print this out? Do you handwrite everything? Do you have a typewriter? Right. Do you have to uh, type it all a hundred times? Probably. I mean, how did we get those those uh, worksheets in school? Remember the little machine thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. But, I forget what those were called, but they smelled good. <laughs> the Like the hot scanned paper? It was, it was like, like it was the, like a photocopier paper, kind of. But it was before photocopy, and like you kind of rolled it, and it was kind of ink. It still had ink on it. Like an, I am I mean, that old. You are that old. That, um, yeah, that's how I forget what they were called. But you had to go to this room, and then you would print things off, and you like crank this wheel, yeah. and all the in papers my head, would fly through, and it I, had fresh ink on it. Like it in was my still head, wet. I want to say wait for it to dry. a microfiche, but I know no, that's, that's not, not right. It. Yeah, but I know I'm seeing it. It's like a printing press, kinda. Yeah. So, but how, Randall, what what do you think about this? This lady, she's a crazy stalker or not stalker, cult leader. Um, she you guys, hold on. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I need to drop like. Wait. <laughs> yeah, well. I walked to my car and back mm-hmm. with two heavy tripods. Oh. oh. Now, mind you, I've been gone what three minutes, four minutes. Sure. And up a flight of stairs, I'm winded. Stairs will get you. One flight. One. No. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. Go on. No, it's fine. So what are we doing? Cult. She's got a cult. Okay. It's it's the mid 70s. Okay. And she's mailing out like informational packets and stuff. How would that have worked? I'm just the sheer volume of that in the 70s makes me. I have questions. She hasn't. She probably like a typewriter. Do you type it up a hundred times? You could you could print distribute flyers. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Yeah, it's not that machine Fires, was like, called, but the print press. Yeah, something like that. Anyhow, the print press. Yeah, it's a lot. So of work. it's the mid seventies. She's got a hundred followers. She's like, hey, I'm going to start a real cult now. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. So as you do. That's what we're trying to do with podcasts. We're just cults. Yes, Fair. we're a good one. Now. <laughs> we're just fucking cults. Uh, so uh, mid seventies, over hundred people yeah. attending her bullshit lectures in Dallas. She claimed herself the reincarnation of St. Teresa of Avila. Oh. And her inner circle waged war against the Black Lords on several planes of existence. Bold claims, ma'am. This is sounding, it sounds so much like Sherry Schreiner's bullshit. <laughs> it does. Okay, so aiding them in their battle were God and the 12 masters, one of them being Jesus. All of them visible to Terry alone. Oh, good. Shocker. Oh, wow. So she also said she could communicate with the dead and see the past and the future. Hoffman taught her followers to avoid critical thoughts, calling them negative energies, and said that they could prove fatal. However, death was not to be feared because the ultimate goal of the cult was rebirth into the spiritual realm. Mm. So by 1976, Terry was on husband number two, Glenn Cooley. And in late 76, he wanted out. He's like, this bitch is nuts. I'm getting the (laughs) fuck out of here. It's like, I can't. He wanted out of the cult and out of his marriage to Terry. In February 1977, five days after the divorce was finalized, Glenn was found dead of an overdose of Valium and Librium. Oh. Terry just happened to have Glenn's last will and testament in her safe. Of course. Just, oh, hey. Oh, by the way. Oh, no. Our, our divorce is final like five days ago when he died. Oh, but I have his will. Oops. That named her sole beneficiary. Of course of it did. Of course. Terry and the cult decided 
that the tragedy of Glenn's death was proof that the Black Lords were now poisoning the blood of those that had set out against them. So then Terry decided it was time to start doing ritual bloodlettings. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a, that's the next <clears throat> logical right. step. Right. Several members left after that. Good. Uh, five months after Cooley's death, Terry married Ben Johnson. Ben, run. Divorced him in 1980. Fuck out of there, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Divorced him in 1980. Her meditation classes were attracting hundreds in the beginning of the 80s. So Terry decides to expand. She goes to Chicago to open a center. Oh, boy. This is where Charles Southern came across the cult. Okay. Is he husband number four? Nope. Okay. Charles rose pretty quickly to a position of influence within the cult, and he began to teach classes and lead meditation sessions at the center there in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Charles was also eventually invited to Terry's home in Dallas. Charles was invited there because Terry had decided that she was under attack by the Black Lords, and needed oh. her inner circle there to protect her by creating a psychic shield around her. Those in her inner circle then started to believe that they were also under attack, and many of them started to suffer from mental and emotional problems. Uh-oh. Not long after Charles went back to Chicago, he was found wandering the streets, holding a newspaper, repeatedly saying, I lived for art. Kind of losing his shit. Oh, right, yeah. yikes. Right. Charles's sister took him to the hospital, not knowing what in the actual fuck was going on. <laughs> and one day his mother, Ingeborg, Ingerborg, yeah, Southern, was visiting him in the hospital when two of the cult members, or two cult members, came to visit him, but they asked her to leave the uh-uh. room nope. before they would talk to Charles, uh-uh. saying that they needed to talk to him alone. And then after he was released, Charles went back to his normal day-to-day shit. He was still in the group, but he had had some sort of falling out with Terry. Not sure what that was. Oh. By December of 1987, Charles had decided to go to India. He was going to do a eat, pray, love kind of thing. Yeah. You know, because he's constantly looking for that thing. Okay. The trip was set for his holiday break from work at the college. Ingerborg was not feeling too good about it and was worried about her son still. During their last conversation, Charles assured her that everything was fine. His trip at that point was in three days from that conversation, Mm -hmm. and he was going to be gone for two weeks. Well, two weeks passed and no word from Charles at all, so his parents went to his apartment. When they got there, shit was weird. Mm. They found his passport just sitting there, which had no stamp. And that's... From India. Yeah, that's not great. Right. They found his coat, which was folded inside out on a ceremonial stool with his hat on top, which they later learned was a Nigerian tribal symbol of death. Oh, that's Mm. unsettling. Uh, In a drawer, they found a medication that turned out to be similar to curare, curare, C-U-R-A-R-E. It's a South American arrow poison. It's Ah. what the indigenous tribes would put on their poisons to paralyze and kill their enemies. Right. Weird thing to find. What? Right. They also found two notes. One of them said, I came under a bad influence and I was trying to fight it myself. The other one was his last will and testament. Oh. Want to guess who his beneficiary was? Mm. Mm. Not his mom. Terry Hoffman. No. Motherfucker. Right. So now this may come as a surprise to some of you. Probably not. But there are others in the cult that met mysterious ends. Huh. In February 1979, Hoffman's 
secretary slash treasurer, Sandra Cleaver, went on vacation with her 14-year-old daughter, Susan, whom she had previously kept at a distance because Terry was told her that Susan's evil spirits were affecting her energy. Oh, that's uh, right. just a teenage girl. That's not evil. Yes. I mean, all teenage girls are evil spirits. Yeah. That's so, just how it works. Well, mm-hmm. Susan drowned on that vacation. Oh, no. Yeah, on a, on a rafting trip. Susan's, now mind you, Susan's 14. Let's just be reminded of this. Mm-hmm. Susan's will was then delivered to her father, Chuck Cleaver. Let's think about that for a second. What I've, fucking 14-year-old has a will? None. None. No, right. Um, Here, take all of my stickers. Well. My Sean Cassidy poster. Exactly. I'm leaving this all to my best friend, Tina. Uh-huh. What? So, Susan's, Susan had a $125,000 trust. She ah. left it to the cult. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, well, guess what, Terry? Wills written by minors aren't legal in Texas. No, that they're not. That did not work. Dad was like, fuck y'all. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, this isn't happening. So, Sandy took out a $300,000 life insurance on herself. Oh, no. Want to guess who the beneficiary was? I don't need to guess. Terry Hoffman. Fucking Terry. (laughs) Sandy also signed over her home to Terry and then started paying rent to her. In her own home. Right. What? Uh Uh-huh. Then, in September of 1981, Sandy and her 77-year-old housekeeper, Louise Watson, drove off a cliff. Terry was the beneficiary of both women's wills. Oh, no. Robin Ostott told her ex-husband in early 1987 that she had terminal viral hepatitis two days after she had visited Terry Hoffman. Okay. She told her husband, her ex-husband, this, that she was terminal and was dying. On April 19th, she killed herself with a thirty-eight revolver. Her autopsy showed no disease. Oh. Yeah. In November 1987, another member, Mary Levinson, was found dead from an overdose. $125,000 was missing, and she had changed her life insurance policy two weeks before her death. The new beneficiary was her ex-boyfriend, Larry Keyes, whom she met through Terry Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Which means Terry got the money. Yep. Terry's fourth husband, Don Hoffman, was found dead from a suicide overdose in September of 88. After falling out of favor with the cult, his suicide note said that the reason for killing himself was that he had terminal inoperable cancer, which is autopsy proved he did not have. Terry told Don's son... That the Black Lords had hidden the cancer behind an illusion and that, sorry, kid, I am the sole beneficiary of your father's will. So, four days after Don's death, a former former cult member, Jill Bounds, was found beaten to death in her home. Oh, God. Whoever killed her went through her 1979 diary, specifically, tore out some pages and left it. Jill had left the cult in 1982, but for some reason had visited Terry a few months prior to her death. Suspect and highly, highly motherfucking questionable. questionable. Yeah. Oh, God. So in June 1989, longtime followers David and Glenda Goodman marked in their journal that they had received instructions from God to practice shooting. 
learn how to shoot guns. I don't like it. Four months later, God announced that the way is clear to get high energies. It's like this. You are about to be joined in a marriage between your phys, P-H-Y-S, self, and your spirit. All is in readiness. The date is set for October 20th. The Goodmans were found dead in late November, five weeks after, five weeks after committing a double ritualistic suicide. So finally, in 1990, criminal investigation was launched against, uh, launched by the Dallas DA looking into Terry Hoffman and what would be called the circle of death. About fucking time. After four years, it got dropped because prosecutors, and I, I, I don't know how, could not link Terry to any of these deaths. It's like they're not even fucking trying. <laughs> I mean, like, guys, I, do uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, uh, you, you can't, what? Uh, come on, Texas, do better. I've been watching a lot of forensic files, Fuck. and most of the time when people mysteriously get murdered or die suddenly in a weird way, the first thing they do, they're like, life insurance policy, you say. Oh, well, then it was fucking you somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think. Right. So uh, Terry did go to prison in May of 1994 for bankruptcy fraud. She was released a year later. And after prison, she married Roger Keneally and changed her name to Terry Lila Keneally. And she died in 2015 at the age of 77. Charles Southern, to this day, has never been found. Oh, I don't like that. And that is the story of the disappearance of Charles Southern, Terry Hoffman, and her weird-ass bullshit cult. Good lord. Right? That's legit. Never been found. Ooh. It was 87? Yeah. Yikes, that's... I wonder why him, though. Because everybody else was just straight Fake up... Fake suicides. Exactly. Right? Like, clearly murdered, but well, they were there. Clearly, she murdered her own daughter. That's pretty yeah, fucked up. I don't like it. But uh-uh. why Why that guy? Why was he different? Why has nobody mm. found him? What did he do? I don't... Right? So what there made was, him... There was the weird falling out, but nobody knew what it was about. Yeah. Or at least if they knew, it's I couldn't come I couldn't find it. Yeah. Oh, and my sources were Wikipedia, Unsolved Mysteries Wiki, and the Charlie Project. The Charlie Project is a site for missing people and their stories. So uh but yeah, I don't know. Gone. That is gone. I mean, could be nuts. buried somewhere or, or what have you. That so. is God, that's weird. I feel like though. It sounds like nobody really tried very hard to pin this on her for sure. <laughs> right? So I I feel it's like, like they were they even could, trying. I feel like if they tried a little harder, they could have found him. I'm sorry. If that many people turn up dead and there is one person right? that is a sole beneficiary that is not family to any of these fucking people. Yeah. Suspect and highly fucking questionable. Highly. The DA's like, huh. So we've got this this circle of death. They even called it the circle of death. Like, but, 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 I mean, really, you cannot pin this on her in any way. And there's got to be something that you could have gotten her for, though. Well, they got her for the bankruptcy fraud. True, but like, but it kept her for a year to stick, like something 
uh-huh. somehow. But... Kept her for a year. And, you know, even then she still was, you know, oh, she, she, she didn't have quite a big as a cult, mm-hmm. but she would um, write things about her clairvoyant abilities. And uh, I think she wrote books on um, financial, how to financial gain some bullshit like that oh you mean how to trick people into killing themselves and steal their money yeah okay well maybe that maybe they should have fucking read that book right (laughs) she's like here's what you do step one yeah brainwash everyone step two trick them into making you their only their sole beneficiary and it's pretty impressive i mean that's the thing about cult leaders is yeah the shit that you can get someone to believe when they just want to believe in something. Yeah. It's pretty fucking impressive. It's mm-hmm. very predatory. If you got that cult of personality, I mean, look at Hitler. Look at Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Look at Scientology. Mm-hmm. I mean, for real though, like it's it's pretty impressive. The, very. The Black Lords. Circle of death. Circle of death. Jesus. Everyone around her, but somehow they go, oh, we can't pin it on her. Yeah. Weird. Y'all didn't even try. You get out of here. They're just like, mm, paperwork. But you know, again, too, with people like that, I, look at Charles Manson. True. Now, they did put his ass away. They did. But it wasn't him. He just orchestrated everything. So, which is also impressive that they kept him for as long as they did. Yes, it was. It's good. Very. But impressive. Very. Um, I can't, what did they actually put him away for? I can't remember. For Chuck Manson? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was essentially for uh, orchestrating fuck, the whole thing. There's, they use fancier words for it. Yeah. It's not collusion. No. That's not the right word. There's a different word. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember the, like, terminology. But, no um, but yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. That's I don't like it. Yeah. Convicted of first degree murder. Oh, he was. Mm-hmm. For who? Uh, first degree murder uh, drug dealer? for uh, musician Gary Hinman, and then convicted of uh, first degree murder for Donald Jerome Shorty Shea. Yeah, it's the drug dealer. Okay. Um. Yeah, they. Uh... Shorty Shea. Mm-hmm. Was he the stuntman? I'm not sure. Hang on. Yeah. So, no, because they killed a drug dealer out at uh, Spawn Ranch. That's right. No, because Charlie did have the gun. It was like an AK-47 or something crazy, like a machine gun, and essentially just cut the dude in half with it. Just, And I'm pretty sure Dennis Wilson was there. Because Dennis Wilson would spend time out there at Spawn Ranch and... They would spend time at his house, but that is for a Patreon episode where I can get real weird with some Charles Manson for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one is coming down the pipe. It someday. is coming down the pipe. Oh, I'll edumacate you. Do you want me to Manson. give you this sentence, or should we just hold off? Let's hold off. All right, fuck you guys. You're not getting shit. No, Suck this it. is going to be a Patreon. <laughs> it is. Uh, Speaking of which, I can get real weird oh. with some Manson. Yeah. Uh, for for those of but you, but there was that drug dealer that they killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you who have been anxiously awaiting, yes, your yes. Patreon content. Yes, uh, we are recording our first. We are our very up first this Monday. Monday, yep. Which will drop 
some point very soon after that. Yes. So just within a few days of Monday. Within a few days of Monday. You might have two episodes on Wednesday. Do we tell them what we're going to talk about? No. No. All right. So actually, it's a surprise. Maybe we should switch gets them to sign up for Patreon. Oh, well, I mean, we can. We can give them a little hint. It's uh, people have been asking us to talk about it Mm -hmm. since the fucking inception very first episode of that this. That is true. When are you going to talk about it? Have you heard about this case? Because you should do it. I'm like, guys, of course we've Come heard on. about this. Come on. Thank you for your and concern. But another hint. There are those that think and speculate that one of the seasons of American Horror Story yes. was about this place. It's true. That is. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which is not entirely inaccurate. It is not entirely inaccurate. But however, you uh, will have to sign up for the Patreon. Yes, Zeal to hear that content. I really will not. <laughs> Five dollars is not enough to see these. Five fifty. You got to see five seventy-five. If you want to see five eighty, Miley and Cyrus, you gotta. God, one of your boobs is called Cyrus. Miley, Miley Cyrus. My, my I know it's Miley and Cyrus, well, but that means one of them is named Cyrus. Cyrus. One is Miley Cyrus. The other could be Hannah Montana, but it's because my boobs, much like Miley Cyrus, can't be tamed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Untamable tits. Mm. Her tits eat pot themed cakes. Her tits come in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's not wrong. So there it's, you go. Her it's tits accurate. built the fuck out of Jolene. Jo- yes. Jolene. For a second, Jolene. I thought you were going to say my tits built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I was like, yes. <laughs> I agree. So for they more on themed episodes, <laughs> Anzi's tits. Mm. Sign up for the Patreon yeah, at patreon.com forward slash Ghost and Host. Ghost sure. and host. Yeah. It, I mean, we've, there's links. I, yes. I'm like black magic. <laughs> it is. The internet is black magic. Well, it was like last week, and she's like, we should put the link in bio. I'm like, it's already there. Right. <laughs> I keep hearing the phrase um, link in bio. Not yeah. sure what it means, but we should get on it. Uh, also, we, we do, do have another Facebook group for y'all to join, and you can share whatever on there. It's the Ghost and Host Squad. Um, we have a chat room. We do. It's like a little chat room. Nice. Um, there are only seven people in it right now, and I love you all, each and every single seven of you. Um, but I can't, like, I've been trying to figure out how to share that from my phone. I'm like, oh. I don't um, help. So, um, yeah, it's Ghost and Host Squad so mm-hmm. that everybody, all you listeners, can talk there yeah. and get to know each other and talk about us and mm-hmm. our crazy shenanigans right. and we'll it's, chime in. And, uh, again, you know, help us pick some rules for 657 Boulevard. That post is in there, Tell yep. us uh, if you make stuff. Mm-hmm. We see about that. If you're like, hey, I make this really cool thing and I'd like to make something for you guys and then we can share it or you just share your Etsy pages or whatever with each other and you know that reminds me I need to go through and see what sizes we have in our hella shirts because we've already got people that want them I just need to go through and find out what sizes we have Um, left yeah because once those are gone they are gone forever they are they will never be made again they are um yep they will be they'll be yours they're very cool they're cool um we've also got some jewelry Mm mm-hmm We've got stuff. We've got so stuff. We got stuff. A little stuff. But again, we're still trying to find people to make y'all shirts because that is the number one thing you guys want. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff. We're just trying to recover from fucking holidays still. Fuck those things. Finally on the upswing from that. Shit log. Horse shit dickery. <laughs> Catalonian shit log Catalonian shit log holiday. Just choke it. A Catalonian shit log <laughs> Christmas. I was pretty proud of that one. That was, that's a really good <laughs> title. <laughs> I am. Just I, choke it, Randall. Just choke it. Uh, yeah, I, I am the one that is blessed to come up with the titles from the episodes, if you don't know, mm-hmm. I listen to the episodes when Randall puts them up on Buzzsprout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and first, did, did the lists of choices keep getting longer and longer? This last one was a little more condensed. <laughs> oh, no. I went through and picked them out oh, did and sent <laughs> the ones that were the best. So that was the, the cold best. list. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I also found, because sometimes we can't agree. Okay. And I just found a random website where you put in choices. Mm-hmm. And then you, it'll randomly select one. So that's okay. how the last episode got its title because we all had a different idea of what it should be called. Oh. But yours won. Oh, Danielle. yeah. Danielle's won. That was I'm Danielle's a wiener. Choice. Yeah. But sometimes I don't even consult these two <laughs> <laughs> because there's one, there, one will jump out one and it's just so, so good. I just choke at a Catalonian shitlog. I mean, Catalonian shitlog Christmas. It's true. Yeah. So. And that's, again, one of my favorite things. Like when I go through and I listen to these things and I write them down, I make the posters, uh, which could also eventually be a uh, thing you can buy if you want them Mm -hmm. because they're fucking hilarious. That's going to be our new Christmas tradition. You know this, right? The shit log? Next Christmas, we're going to have a Catalonian shit log and we're going to beat it with sticks till something (laughs) flies out its ass. Out its ass. Try again. (laughs) I just got really excited. I can tell. We're going to get a shit log. We're going to have Roman and and Mason beat it with sticks. Oh, I can see it in my head. And they're going to go to school someday and when it comes Christmas time at their school, they're going to be like, where's the shit log? Oh yeah, we're going to have the cattle at the shit log and they're going to get in trouble. People will be like, what the (laughs) fuck? And they're going to call you and be like, um, excuse me, ma'am, did you know that your grandson and your nephew are talking about beating shitlocks with sticks? Uh, what? It's like, you uncultured swine. It is a Catalonian tradition. How dare you? We are maybe in no way Spanish. However, we have adopted their tradition maybe of beating the Maybe you shitlock. should just read the internet about it someday. She'll tell you. You... There's a song. Monster. Fuck. It's a great song. <laughs> you it, fuck. It is fucking It's a good hilarious. song. Y'all can look it up. <laughs> it, they, yeah, there's videos of it on YouTube. Yeah. I just, I still have so many questions about it. Just not, not the shit log in general, but just the whole it's shit bizarre. obsession. Mm-hmm. It I'm is like, bizarre. Guys, where, I just want to, like, what's the history behind it? Why are you so into shit? I love that they're going to be the only ones at school. <laughs> right. But all the other, I can imagine like all the other little kids would be like, Santa's coming. And then Mason Roman would be like, shit logs here. <laughs> I just, yeah. or they're like, you know, show and tell. We'll bring it. Somebody will bring in like, oh, this is a Santa hat or whatever. And then Mason just walks up with this weird, happy faced <laughs> log. And he's like, this is the shit log. If you beat it, it'll give you presents. It poops them out. <laughs> People will be like, I, you go to the principal's office yeah. for a minute. Because I, I need to make a couple phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. I can't wait oh, till actually he starts kindergarten next year because it's going to be hilarious. It's yeah. going to be, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a kid. He's, he's, he's an interesting he's one. He's got a personality on him. He does. Sure. He'll just walk up to you. I'm a cheetah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Dope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a blue, I'm a blue dinosaur with yazers. Yazers. He's yeah. really into yazers. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, I so. am too. He's yeah, also great. he came up to me one time. He's like, "I'm a Carnotaurus." I'm like, "What?" And I looked it up. It's a real dinosaur. Hmm. Well, that other. And one. then he was a, a T Rex, and then a Raptor, and he was screeching and raptoring around the back deck, and it was just my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> or yeah. he'll like peek around a corner every once in a while and mm-hmm. just let out like he'll put his hands up like a T-Rex and then just let out like a weird little roar oh, and then course. turn around and go away. Yeah. It's so. wonderful. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, well, that's it for this week. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Do we that. really appreciate it. That's what gets As us always. out there. And Yes, please do. Um, trying All to those things. We're, be- we're recording another hoedown. Uh, the 19th. The 19th? No, no, not that one. No, not that one. Not that no, one. No, it's one at the end of the month. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Sure. So there will be a hoedown for you shortly. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll read your stories. Oh, yes, that one. That or one. Or we'll say, fuck it, and put it behind a paywall. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, so we've got all the stuff and things. We gotta gotta order more stickers. Oh yeah, we do. If you got, haven't, stickers. To if people. you haven't received something in the mail from us, and you are one of our patrons, just email us or message us on Patreon. Because I have a couple envelopes yeah. from when you were in Europe, but there were no addresses. Yeah. So we. Should I just want to make sure because yeah. I knew that one of them. I didn't get one of the addresses until I got back. Okay, yeah. Well, and so, and now I can't remember shite. who it was. I do, because I have the envelopes. They're probably in my oh, purse. So there you go. <laughs> but yes, so business. No, if you haven't received anything yet, if you need an art commissioned, go to Gibby Does Art on Instagram. Yeah, because you guys, this is it's, this is fantastic. I cannot wait to show everybody this yeah. fucking photo. We look photo. amazing, Randall. Oh, I know. You really do. I'm stoked to hang it. I just don't I mean, know where it is. I mean, we look incredible. <laughs> I think I might hang it right there below the cables. Yes. Next to my desk. Your dick box is bigger than mine. Uh, I mean. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm. For a reason. Bam! Anyway, all right, guys. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Do all the stuff and things. So until next time, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Hexes and hoes, y'all. Bye. Bye. Fuck you, Bob. Fuck you, Bob. Every time. Fuck you. (laughs) Fucker. Fucking asshole. Fucker. Fucker.